hypervigilant, overprotective, and always on the lookout. This is how I think I mother my kids. When I had them, I already had a long history of abuse. So even though I didn't think much about it then, I knew bad things could happen. So I had to protect my children at any cost. They were kids and they, they didn't know anything about the horrors of this world. They didn't know about how hurt people could hurt others. They didn't know about sick minds. They were after all children. So when their dad and I made the one-sided decision to have kids, and by one-sided I mean he and him decided, the kids didn't come and knock on our door and say, hey, be my parents. Anyway, that's another thing. When we decided to have kids, my goal was to provide them with the best life I could give them. A safe and happy life that they could enjoy. So I protected them in every way I could. I wanted to be the best parent I could be. So to work I went in trying to shield them from any potential harm. I was not able to protect them from the trauma of being children of divorce. But I did protect them from the harm that comes from being in a home with unhappy parents. I thought it was more important to provide them with happiness even if we were apart with his, their dad. The concept of staying together for the children's sake never settled well in my mind. How can you give happiness to anyone when you are not projecting happiness? That doesn't work. I was a single mom since my daughter turned two and I was pregnant of my son. Talk about challenges. So my ex-husband, their father, and I had agreed that I would be a stay-home mom. But life took a turn and that was no, not possible. All plans, hopes, and dreams went down the drain for a family of four. But we did try a little longer until my son was about a year old. And then um, I managed to stay with them for a couple more years. And my aim was then to be a happy family of three. But most importantly, a happy and safe family of three. So as a single mom, I had to be on the constant lookout for dangers, for anything that could cause harm to my kids. I went as far as continuously checking the registry for, of sexual predators. And further, I made a huge mistake of showing my kids some of the pictures of these predators. Because in my mind, I would have them remember who these people were and they would run away as soon as they saw them. Yep. Was I crazy? Maybe. I don't know. But I just had to think about everything to protect them. But it, yes, it was a mistake. I think I, I traumatized them and um, I have apologized for that. 
I think it's uh, a little overboard. But then again, I would do anything to protect them. Anything. That was the way I saw things. If I needed to instill a little fear on them, so be it, as long as they were safe. I consider myself very lucky, or blessed, or gifted by the universe and the gods. I believe I have the best kids anyone can wish for. I'm sure many of you think the same. Even with all the trauma and difficulties of their life, they are successful and well-rounded young adults. Most importantly, they love each other, they love their father and they love me, as well as their half-sisters. I always encourage them to seek therapy as there may be issues that need additional support. All in an effort to have them address any possible trauma earlier rather than later. It's better not to wait. So I was wondering, how do they feel about how I mother them, being a survivor of sexual abuse? Believing that uh, danger can be at any turn of the corner. And I asked them if they would share their thoughts in this podcast. Hear from them how they saw my way of parenting as a survivor. I have my daughter with me. And uh, she wants to share her thoughts because she's always helpful to me. And um, her name is Monica, and she's here. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. So, sweetie, can you please share with the audience what are your thoughts on how I mother you and if you find any relation or correlation between being a survivor and being an overprotecting mom? Mm, Well, I... When I think about my childhood, I had a really, really happy childhood overall. Um, Whenever I share, I'm in recovery, and whenever I share my story at a meeting, I always talk about just my memories and my childhood being very happy and that I got so much love from my mom and always knew that I was loved. Um, And even when I was younger, I didn't feel like, you were that overprotective like we were allowed to go out in the neighborhood in the summers and play with the neighborhood kids and you know we could ride our bikes places you let us walk to the town center um you know I didn't really feel like you were super overprotective until I was older like in high school um and at that point I mean I do remember definitely feeling like you were very protective but I also in retrospect I never really actually put it together that it could have something to do with your own traumas I thought that it was kind of more of being a single parent you had to like keep tabs on everything and had to make sure that we were safe and everything because there weren't two parents to be checking up on us it was just you and you were you would work all day make us breakfast every morning, cook for us every night, take us to sports practices. And so you kind of had to, you know, keep things on a tight, run a tight ship. Um, 
because otherwise I think things might have gotten a little bit crazy. And also I started being kind of a troublemaker when I was a little older. And so I don't know. I never really connected it to your own traumas. I always thought that it was kind of just part of being a single parent was that you had to be a little bit more strict and keep things together. And also this is now in retrospect, but back then it was annoying, of course, as a kid to not be allowed to do things. But I think for any kid, you know, we just want like freedom as teenagers and to be able to do whatever we want. But now that I'm older, I know that it was for our own protection. But now looking back, I don't think that you were that like overprotective the only thing that that was maybe unusual was the when we were at the townhouse and showing us you know uh sexual predators in the area now in retrospect I'm like okay that was a little unusual um but other than that I don't know I think that generally pretty like normal normal parent well you know you know it's such a relief to hear this and I am so sorry about showing you those pictures, but um, uh, yeah, what a relief. I feel like celebrating now. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, also another benefit was that we ended up being really good at school. Mm. Like you mm. were really strict with us in terms of not going out during the week. You know, we weren't allowed to. Well, I guess me more than Kev, but that's also I was a little bit more of a troublemaker than Kev was. But um <laughs> I, you know, not being allowed to go out during the week, only a certain amount of television. If we had a sleepover one night, we definitely weren't sleeping over the next night. Um, and also, you've mentioned now that you didn't like it when I would sleep over places if there was a dad around. But you never you didn't you didn't act like that. I never noticed that it didn't it didn't you know, your fears didn't rub off on me. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't feel, I didn't <clears throat> yeah, feel no, like we didn't sleep when you had to go to uh, sleepovers. It was just, no, I was ready to come anytime to get you. <laughs> but that's, that's my, 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 um, trauma, I suppose. Yeah, I but it's so it happy you're up. telling these things right now. I am sure oh, well, that there is, uh, some parents that, that are listening that, uh, relate to these stories and what you're saying so hopefully they're getting the benefit that um you know listening to a young adult is bringing to me and they can they can feel some relief as well you know i was not this this uh, person that i thought i was in relation to my being a mom mm. yeah and i think also also the other situation that i remember that you were the the time that i do remember that you were really scared about was when we went to Laos that we were going to be going over there by ourselves and you know we took Krav Maga classes for self-defense um and Laos was probably the safest place I've felt out of a lot of places I've lived not not home of course you know in Virginia I felt very safe but it was safer than than Baltimore safer than here in Miami um and it felt it felt okay there, but that was one time that I did notice that you were very nervous about safety. But well, otherwise, for the, for the first trip, I actually took you there. I didn't let you go by by yourself. <laughs> I mean, it was no way I was going to let you. I mean, I still don't like it when you go to Asia by yourselves, guys. But yeah, you know, you know what you're like doing it. now. Yeah, I'm also in general. I'm I'm a pretty safety conscious person. Um even to the point of being a little bit paranoid at home, just in terms of keeping doors locked and 
Uh, I don't like to be by myself at home much, but generally, like, not over the top, I don't think, about when I'm out and about. I haven't really been given reasons not to trust people mm -hmm. or, or places, so I feel I feel okay places, but I'm still aware of my surroundings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you are um, paying attention to safety um, and, and getting safety measures in place in your life. Yeah. All right, baby. Anything else you want to share that uh, you think the listeners of this podcast might like to hear uh, in terms of uh, the trauma that I have gone through, which you don't have the details for, but... Uh, Uh, you know, this podcast is to help survivors of sexual abuse. And um, is there anything you would like to share? Anything you would like to say? Well, I think that survivors have. And it's so much more common than most people would think, um, especially, again, just like being in recovery and hearing other people's stories, just the amount of times that I've heard people talk about, you know, being abused as kids, being sexually assaulted as adults. And it's just so incredibly common. And if you ever feel like you're alone in something or alone in your feelings or that nobody would understand, it's not the truth. And there are a lot of people who will understand and have been through the exact same things that you've been through um, because there are, eight billion people on this earth and there are other people out there who have been through the same things and gotten through and you can get through it too. Great. Well said, baby. Thank you so much. I will continue with the podcast on my own and uh, well, I will close it up in a little bit. I am looking forward to seeing you soon. Because I love you. Love you, baby. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. Um, I guess I wasn't that overprotective, which makes me feel really good. I thought that I was being, but I am glad that I wasn't. And I am very happy to have heard my daughter say this, that I was not overboard. And um, even though she says that my fears didn't rub on her, Uh, she also mentions that she sometimes is a little over safe, a little paranoid sometimes, but it's okay. It's, uh, I am really glad that she's aware that one needs to take action to feel safe and be safe. We also continue the conversation and uh, she mentioned that, uh, The way that I mother her and her brother may have affected them very differently because uh, my son was a little bit more on the worry side and he probably got that from me as well. So even though my son didn't participate, I don't want to put any words in his mouth, but uh, she's right. Monica is right. Whatever I have done in raising my kids... Uh, will affect them differently because they are two different people with their own minds, with their own feelings. It is just the same way I was raised with my seven siblings. We grew up within the same household, same parents, but our lives were affected differently. We perhaps have similar history of abuse. We may not. I don't really know. But 
we grow up differently, we have different personalities, we have different pains, different challenges. I am really glad that I have shared part of my life with you all. I hope this was helpful in any way to any of you listeners. Let's continue working for our well-being and recovery, sharing our stories, and always remembering that we are not alone. Until next time.